Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Back at Sharp Lessons Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. Ben Wittenstein, the professor, Nate Jacobson, back after a, it was a week, week-long yeah. hiatus. Two weeks, 16 to be exact. 16 days, wow. Yeah, we did a podcast right before the conference finals. There was that nice Monday day off. Yes. It was also between the NHL first and second round. We had Alexis Downey on, and now the NBA finals begin Thursday. We're taping this Wednesday afternoon, so plenty of time to consume this preview game one kind of our strategy for the nba finals maybe we'll do a podcast or something during the finals but we'll get you set up to bet the nba finals which begin thursday night in san francisco yeah we've got the picks we've got our best bets we're going to do futures for the finals mvp possibly maybe predicting how long the series is going to go um i'll have my articles coming out every day of the finals for predictions and we're probably going to do just like a best bets video on the Stadium Bets Twitter at Stadium Bets. If you want to follow, it'll be Nate, myself, just giving our best bets, 90 seconds, two minutes, whatever it is. So you have all of your bets right here, wherever wherever you want to get them. It's great. Yep. We're yep. excited. We'll uh, try to help get guide you in the right direction, maybe talk you out of some plays if you want, uh, but you also don't have to, to, listen, to uh, listen to us if you don't want. <laughs> Bet how you would like, but I hope we can uh, maybe guide you in the right direction as the NBA Finals uh, begins tomorrow. Yeah, Nate, and, and I, I would say after game six of the Eastern Conference Finals, you texted me, you said, I'm going to bet immediately the under on game seven. Yes. And we were waiting for hours, waiting for game seven's line to open up, and it opened up at about 200, 199 and a half. And immediately, I was sitting in a Red Robin bar, and I hit the under, <laughs> 199. And there we go, and it hit. Yeah, it was kind of a close one. Uh, very high-scoring game, I guess, compared to expectations the first three quarters. I think the live total after the third quarter was 210.5, so it wasn't looking good. But we got the uh, classic 39-point fourth quarter Whew. that featured like 10 missed field goals in a row by the Heat. They didn't call any fouls in the fourth quarter compared to the second quarter where the Heat had 19 second, uh, second quarter three-throw attempts. So the refs swallowed their whistle. There was a lot of poor shooting, a lot of tight defense, but that's what you expect from a Game 7 of a playoff series like that and what goes part of the handicap. So while we did get lucky, part of the bet was expecting a very low-scoring second half, especially the fourth quarter, if it is a nip-and-tuck game like it turned out to be. So it ended up working out even though it wasn't on pace to go under for most of the game, really. Yeah, I was uh, a little bit nervous. I'll, I'll, I'll admit. I think around halftime, I was thinking, you know, this yeah. this isn't looking great for us. That live total was creeping up 207, 208, and I'm sitting there like, ah, crap. I, this I, is it. I thought we were in trouble when there was like nine minutes left in the second quarter, and the Heat were already in the bonus. Yeah, and it just seemed every time they the had Jimmy a was on the line. Yep, and. Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes it was warranted. Sometimes he exaggerated a little bit, and the refs fell for it. But yeah. I mean, that's what happens though in the NBA. The refs don't want to be the story. So in the second half, they're not going to be as big of a factor. They're not going to be calling controversial foul calls, especially in a game seven. And no one's going to talk about. No one's talked about the refs about that game seven. They've talked about the Jimmy Butler shot, and they talked about the Celtics surviving and now playing the Golden State Warriors, which is a series. I'm pretty excited about even though I don't have too many bets, at least to start the series, but I have a strategy strategy to share for betting later in the series. Yeah, let's just let's go let's go for yeah, it, Nate. We, we got Warriors, we've got the Celtics, game one, minus three and a half is the line right now. That total is at two twelve and a half. Uh up a little bit from where it opened at two ten and yeah. a half. And and I'll I'll be honest, when I talked to you about this spread, I was thinking Minus three and a half seems low. It seems low for a Warriors team with a lot of rest, playing at home. You know, we could argue who's the better team, but the Celtics are coming off an emotional game seven. They're playing on the road, and I know they're a good team on the road, but they still have to travel three time zones to the West Coast. It just seems like this line should be closer to five for me. Yeah, I think the reason it isn't up to five is because the Celtics are still having a good amount of rest because they last played Sunday. This game's on Thursday. So it's not like their last round game, and we talked about on the show, how they had to play Friday night in Milwaukee, Sunday afternoon in Boston, and then Tuesday in Miami. So that was like a tougher schedule spot, a tougher turnaround. Here at least they get rest, and the Warriors do have a a three-day rest advantage because they wrapped up their Western Conference Finals series on Thursday. And I think the reason why the line isn't five is partly because of that, because the rest advantage isn't as severe as it has been in previous rounds in previous situations but also just I think these teams and if you look at the series price where it's Warriors minus 150 Celtics plus 130 I know Warriors are minus 160 in some spots but I think it just shows that these teams are really evenly matched and if these teams were to play on a neutral court without any rest advantages with teams pretty much fully healthy that it would pretty much be a pick And the only reason the Warriors are favorite to win the series is because they have home court advantage and the potential to play four home games, um, and they're favored by three and a half in game one. And I think the lines are going to be pretty similar, where the Warriors are going to be, be about three, three-and-a-half-point favorite at home games, and the Celtics are also going to be about two, maybe two-and-a-half, three yeah. in games in Boston, unless there's some sort of drastic injury or – a real like a blowout in game blowout one. that uh, kind of maybe there's an overreaction and then there's opportunities maybe to to bet against the overreaction so i, I basically think these teams are are pretty even and i think that's going to make it a really fun series just from a viewer perspective yeah i mean we deserve it honestly after yes. the conference finals oh we deserve some close games we <laughs> deserve a close series we deserve and i know that the celtics heat series went seven but that was a rough seven. <laughs> that was a rough seven. You're thinking, just end this series. God, please. Yeah. I can't take any more blowouts. The first five games were just not Tough. very competitive. No, they, they weren't. They were bad. It ended up being, I guess, a good game six. Shocking game six, really. Miami, eight and a half point underdog going on the road and an opportunity for Boston to close it out. And kind of wonder if Boston closes it out in game six what the spread would be for game one uh maybe it could be like two and a half two and a half or three yeah keep it under possession type of thing because they would have had pretty much an equal amount of rest and Boston would have been able to get healthy and they had to play another high leverage 48 minutes sunday night um so let yeah let's see what happens there i guess my bets for the series will 
be game two I'll have circled. I am kind of rooting for the Warriors to win and win comfortably in game one. If I had to bet the game, I would take uh, the Warriors minus three and a half. Let's go. And I hope that happens. Get on the train, Nate. I'm not going to bet it. It's more like I'm rooting for it to happen to set up a Celtics plus four in game two. Yeah. Celtics six and zero oh this postseason after a loss. Their star players, Jason Tatum, bounces back every time he kind of plays poorly. So I'm kind of hoping for a poor Jason Tatum game in, on Thursday night. Warriors maybe win by like double digits. If they want to win by 10, go for it. And then take the Celtics, take the Tatum over in game two on Sunday night. So I would lean Warriors. And actually, actually I do have a pre-series bet I'll talk about a little later uh, relating to the first couple games of the series. But I definitely like the would lean the Warriors to get the job done, and I think we've learned in the NBA playoffs that the point spread doesn't matter a lot. Where when the favorite wins, they also cover. When the underdog um, covers, they often win straight up. So, uh, like, don't worry about like you know betting the Warriors money line at minus one sixty five. Like, feel feel comfortable laying the three and a half. Maybe it gets down to three at game time, but. Uh, Warriors would be my look towards game one and what I'm rooting for to take the Celtics in game two off the bounce back <laughs> because they've bounced back so well this postseason yeah I think I think it's time to get on the Warriors train and I underestimated them in the Dallas series and I said it on the show I thought Dallas was going to give them at least seven games and maybe even win that series but man it, they look like the old Golden State Warriors they look like the mid-2010 Golden State Warriors yeah. right now and now that they're getting Otto Porter probably back Gary Payton Jr. probably back they're they're deep and they may even get Andre Iguodala back. Who, right. I mean, the man's 70 years old, but he can still contribute to the team. And I, and I think that's just important for them in, in a series like this where we know Boston can go sort of deep. But they, you know, they can be out-depthed by the Golden State Warriors pretty easily. So I think that's going to be an issue in this series. So I'm definitely taking Golden State. I, in game I, one. In game one. Okay. In game one. Right. Um, the series might be a different story. Yep. And these are two teams I don't want to see either of them win would be the best case scenario. Just somehow they have to cancel the finals or something. Game wow. seven. They, they just, no one wins here. Harsh. Um, but I, I think at least for game one, Golden State's probably going to cover. Hopefully they'll win. If you're really feeling worried, really feeling worried, and this is an awesome advice, but if you are feeling worried, maybe see if you can buy that half point to get it to Golden State minus three. At least just make it a one possession game for the spread. But I just, I, I think Golden State can win this by five six seven points they they're just that good they they're gonna they're gonna shoot really well we know that they they have so much rest steve kerr as well as yime udoka oh, udoka has coached this season nate steve kerr i think is the better coach here he's shown he's the better coach and udoka might be the better coach at some point down the road but you have to trust steve kerr and the adjustments that he's able to make so i'm definitely going to go warriors minus three and a half in this one so one way that I was thinking of betting the series and probably just have a bet on game one or something related to game one I'll probably play if I don't live bet it is Warriors to win game one and Boston Celtics to win game win the series, and that's plus 400. Oh. So you're betting on the Warriors basically get out to an early start like we're kind of expecting and we're maybe expecting a little bit of not just fatigue for the Celtics, but also they have injury concerns of their own. Robert Williams doesn't look right. Mm-hmm. Marcus Smart has missed a couple playoff games yeah. in the last two series, so he's not fully healthy. And take, But then taking the Celtics to win the series as a whole, expecting them to bounce back in game two, 
playing well at home, even though they have dropped some crucial home games kind of weirdly, especially that game five against the Bucks yeah, and the game six like against a, the they're Heat. They're an away team. It's weird. Yeah, so that's just one way to play it at a pretty big price, plus 400. You could also just wait to bet the Celtics if they do lose game one, and you probably could get, I don't know, plus 250 or something. But if you do want to add a little bit of uh, juice, as we call it, uh, the Warriors game one, to win game one, Celtics to series, you can shop around for that. But plus 400, I think, is a pretty good way to go. If you don't agree with me, you think Warriors and then Warriors to win the series, you could bet the Warriors to win game one and Warriors to win the series at plus 110. Just a, kind of an example of that betting market where it's the games series double. So that's the way I'm going to look for a, a game one bet to have a little bit of action. And then if the Warriors do win, hopefully cover, take the Celtics, in game two on Sunday night. So you don't think, because right now they're plus 130 to win the series. They lose game one. You don't think that series price for them is going to go over four to one? No, definitely not. Okay. If they lose game one, a game they're already an underdog in, uh, I think that it would be like, I mean, it obviously depends how close game one is, but I think they'd be like plus 200. Just okay. kind of. So you're definitely getting better odds it. here. Yeah. I mean, like the Warriors have to win. Like if the Celtics win then the bet's done. So that's kind of the debate. Like, I kind of like – I don't really even like the Celtics in the series, though. I just kind of like the plus 400 price and playing into the theory of the Warriors doing well in game one at home. They played very well at home this postseason. And then maybe the Warriors having trouble closing out the Celtics or the Celtics is playing better as they get acclimated to this series, uh, NBA Finals, which for a lot of these young players and even old players like Al Hortford right. are making their first appearance in this situation. Uh, do you have any thoughts on the total? 212.5. I don't have any strong feelings on this one. Yeah. I would I would probably lean over, honestly. And you, you look at these two teams, you say, okay, they're one and two in adjusted defensive efficiency this season. These are two very defensive teams. But usually game ones, you kind of see the teams still trying to figure each other out. They've only exactly. played once this season. 212, it's been going up, and I think there's a reason it's been going up from 210. Yeah, it's pretty basic and kind of boring, but just with NBA totals, I usually like to target the overs early in the series and yeah. unders later in the series as games get more – high pressure intense and we see better defense so i do agree with the move on the over from 210 and a half to 212 and a half if the first game goes really high scoring then maybe playing the under and maybe getting like a 214 and a half 215 in game two or even waiting it out and hoping both games go over they switch over to boston different venue maybe we'll get like mid two tens maybe even high two tens if it gets really high scoring i don't think it really will but there's always a chance, like we've seen in a few series this postseason, but then playing some unders later in the series. And, of course, if it goes to Game 7, be ready. Thursday night, if it goes, if it's a Game 6 is winding down and we're getting a Game 7, make sure there to have go. all your sports books open on Thursday, June 16th. And <laughs> Go bet, to your local Red Robin bar. Whatever, <laughs> yeah, we'll do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Apparently it's good luck. Just make sure there's good Wi-Fi wherever you are yeah. and uh, hit that under right away because it'll certainly go down as it seems like all Game 7s in the NBA go down um, from the open in terms of betting. Yeah, we'll have to see what the pace is like. Yeah. We really will in Game 1 because we know Golden State can play fast and Golden State can like to play fast. And there are times that Boston – 
when they feel like, for some reason, either when they have like a really comfortable lead or they feel like their backs are against the wall, they speed up in weird times. They, they'll start chucking, and they'll shoot with like, you know, 11, 12 seconds left on the shot clock, and we'll have to see what kind of what, what they're feeling in game one. Because if the pace starts out really fast and, and they're just going back and forth, back and forth, maybe, these, maybe the series is going to go over a lot of these numbers. So one interesting thing for any NBA Finals or Super Bowl or – I guess MLB World Series is the NBA Finals MVP. Yes, and let's talk props. There's kind of a big list of players for this one where Steph Curry is minus 110. I think there's some places you can get him at plus money, though. Jason Tatum, plus 117. There's 117. One plus 170, pardon. <laughs> uh, Jalen Brown, 11-1. Clay 18. Draymond, 18. Poole, 35. Smart, 40. Wiggins, 40. Won't go on because there's some really – um, long shots after that. Yeah. So, do you think that the Warriors winning it means that like Curry is definitely going to be the MVP? He hasn't won an N- NBA MVP, so there might be a little narrative. They Very gave the first narrative. one to Andre Iguodala mm-hmm. in 2015, and then Durant won back to back in 17 and 18, back when he was on Golden State. Um, is there a chance though a Clay Thompson at 18 interests you? Jordan Poole at 35, Andrew Wiggins at 40, who probably going to have a – I think with Wiggins, he had a nice Western Conference Finals, but he's going to have a big responsibility on defense this series that's yeah. going to prevent him from having huge offensive numbers. And I feel like there's a lot of – you'll just like – if you're voting for the NBA NBA Finals MVP, you're just looking at the stats more than like yes. the all-around game. And I think – it's almost like the Super Bowl when we talk about the Super Bowl MVP where the quarterback is usually – if the quarterback has to have a good game for the team to play well, we talked about that with like Joe Burrow for the Bengals in the Super Bowl, like you might as well – if you like the Bengals to win, you might as well just bet the Burrow MVP. Yep. Do you think for both teams, would you just bet the Curry MVP odds or the Tatum MVP odds if you do feel strongly about one of these teams to win the series? I'm definitely more inclined for Steph – and I'm right now I'm leaning toward Golden State winning the finals. Yeah. And if they win, it's very hard to see someone other than Steph winning the finals MVP. Right. A because they probably don't win without him. B the the narrative. And you know, everyone's been talking about it for the last week and a half about Steph Curry becoming finals MVP for the first time in his career, and that's gonna be a huge driver of the story, and that's the reason you get him at minus odds. You know, you can't even get him plus money right now for yeah. NBA MVPs or for finals MVP. So I think he is a really good bet. And if you're looking for like a higher a higher risk but high reward, and you think maybe Boston has a chance to win this series, Horford at a hundred to one. <laughs> I didn't want to go there, but you didn't you want went to go, <laughs> but listen, if Horford continues this is his first finals in his career. Man. So you you he kind of has the narrative side a little right. bit. You got that old man, first finals, finally there. And if he can put up games where he's putting up like 15 and 10, yeah. 20 and 10, and he may not do that consistently, but if he does right. end up doing it consistently, there's a shot he maybe can do it. Yeah. I could see him winning finals MVP. I guess 100 to 1 is fine. Cause you get him at that he number, is, yes. Like, like they could have easily put him at like 50 to 1 and like. Yes, I, then you probably yeah. don't take him. But you get him at 100 to 1. Right. Yeah, you throw a couple bucks on there. He, he's been playing well. And right. it's not like it doesn't seem like his age is getting to him. He's going to be getting a lot of plenty of shot opportunities, plenty of rebound opportunities. Um, so I do like Steph. Maybe maybe sprinkle a little bit on Al, old man Al, and then I mean Draymond. I also don't think is a terrible bet. 
I don't know about him, though, because he doesn't put up enough points where I think there's going to be a bias to players who do shoot well and get the most points. So, actually, I think Draymond would be, like, the bat I least like. If his number goes up to 20 to 1 or more, I'm okay with Wiggins, I guess. Yeah, but I think your case for Wiggins not playing as well as he did in in the Mavericks series I think is valid. I think he seems like someone – until he proves me wrong that he can be consistent – because we, he's certainly had the best season he's had, and he's played an incredibly important role for the Warriors, but he has not shown to be incredibly consistent. So if he proves me wrong in this series and he shows up and he's the Wiggins that everyone expected him to be from the Mavs series and he shows up offensively, he plays really good defense, then, yeah, that 40-1 to 1 I think is a really yeah. good number to get him at. But until he proves me wrong, I'm going to let him – let him do his Wiggins thing where he just uh, ends up kind of crashing and burning. I think where I stand on this, at least early in the series, is if you do like – I think you just go with one of the two favorites depending on what team you like. Just pick one of Tatum them. and Curry. Because I, I really do think that those players have to play well for their teams to win. Yeah. And if they don't play well, they're probably not going to win. So it doesn't matter. Like It's not like another Celtic or Warrior would win. Um, that's at least in my opinion. Obviously things could change, um, especially if like – these players start off the series early, and then maybe there's some big numbers on some other guys who there's some positive regression in their shooting. If they play well late in the series, the voters will remember that. So at least for now, though, Curry and Tatum uh, would be the obvious two, and that's why they're priced at the top. Yeah, and you've got you've got narrative ones. I mean, even Clay has the narrative, right? He came back from the injury, mm-hmm. and it would be yeah. cool to see him win finals MVP. It would obviously mean a lot to him. But, yeah, I, I think Steph – it's one of those times where it's like you you really can't go wrong betting Steph Curry to be finals MVP. For sure. Uh, let's look at some other props that we have. For game one, I have a couple props yeah, for go you, ahead. Nate. Give your bets. Um, you can bet head-to-head um, on some sports books. For sure. And I'm looking at head-to-head rebounds. Let's go Marcus Smart over Klay Thompson in rebounds, head-to-head. We only have a one-game sample size from when they played each other this year, and Smart out-rebounded Clay 5-3 to three in that game. But, I mean, Marcus Smart is kind of – he's the scrappy guy, and everyone knows he's the scrappy guy. He's going to have a lot of rebounding opportunities. He, I think he was like a 7% total rebounding percentage, uh, which is pretty solid for a guard, to be quite honest. Um, and I just – he seems like someone if, – if Boston wants to have a chance to do something – on the boards he, they're gonna have to get other people involved Horford's gonna get his Tatum's probably gonna get his but I, you're, you're gonna need other people and I think that's where Marcus Smart comes in um and he's been rebounding really well in the playoffs and you look at some of his game longs he had a couple games where he almost hit double digit rebounds uh I, I think Clay is gonna be more focused on the offensive side of the ball he's gonna have his hands full defensively as well I think for the number that you can get Marcus Smart at at minus 105 in this game I think it's worth the shot um, I, it seems like to me he has a higher ceiling for rebounds. So I would go Marcus Smart over Clay Thompson, head-to-head rebounding's game one. And then Steph over five-and-a-half assists, minus 122, not too juiced. He's been averaging more than that in the playoffs. I think it's like six, a little over six assists in the playoffs. The man just passes the ball, and you know Boston is smart enough defensively. They're going to be doubling him. They're going to be hedging him. They're going to be forcing him off screens. He's going to be facilitating a lot. Um, and yeah. I think game one especially, he's going to – have some adjustment period to this Boston defense, and I think that is going to include him just moving the ball. 
Uh, and now he's got some scores with him. He's got Gary Payton Jr. back, probably. Clay is looking like the old Clay, and you're going to have Draymond, you're going to have Jordan Poole. So they have scores other than Steph, who he can facilitate to. I'll take his over five and a half assists, as long as it stays under like minus 125. I'm, I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm not a big prop guy, and I'm not as good of matchups in terms of the NBA, so that's some good stuff because I wouldn't really think about that unless you brought it up about kind of Curry being forced to maybe pass the ball, mm-hmm. knowing that the Celtics will be like, we'll let other players beat us. Yeah. We'll let Poole beat us. We'll let Wiggins beat us. But if you let Curry beat us, then that's just poor coaching. And the Celtics are seemingly well coached, and they have one of the better defenses in the NBA. And he's hit this number the last three games in a row against the Mavs. He had 9, 8, and 11 assists. There we go. Uh, to start the series a little slower, but, I mean, he hit that mark in the Grizzlies series three or four times. You know, he, this is this is not unusual for him to go over five and a half assists. So, Let's let's ride with Steph to be the facilitator um, in Game One, and honestly, those are those are my two props that I feel strongest about um, for Game One, at the very least. Um, but you did bring up some good ones about betting on the number of road wins. Yeah, there's a, a sports book that has number of road wins. Two is the favorite at plus one sixty five, three at plus two forty, one at plus two fifty, four at nine to one. And then there's five, zero, six, and seven, all pretty long shots with five being the closest one at 1,500. Um, I guess I could see boss like a split in Boston. I could see, sorry, a split in San Francisco, a split in Boston. So there's mm-hmm. two right there. And maybe a, a third somewhere. I, I would look at plus 240 or even four at nine to one mm-hmm. just because. I think we've seen some examples of road teams doing well late in the series. I mean, just in that Miami-Boston series alone, I believe there was five teams, five road teams, or five road wins in that series. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if we saw like three or four, especially because these teams are evenly matched. It's not like there's a team in the series, unless there's going to be an injury, where there's going to be like an eight-and-a-half-point favorite or seven or whatever, like a big number like Golden State's normally been favored by yeah. in their previous three series. So I was thinking uh, maybe a little juicy, but like 9-1 to one for four road wins, Ooh. maybe splits, and then we'll see. I a mean, maybe juicy I don't right know. there. I, I don't I – don't, maybe I'm stepping out of my comfort zone, uh, as listeners of the show might know, <laughs> the last year. But I don't know. Let's have some fun. Four road wins at 9-1. to one. Let's maybe give that a shot along with the uh, Warriors to win game one, Celtics to win the series. Uh series or game series double i like it and then there's a couple of head-to-head um matchups for teams that you can do okay i don't love you know most assists the numbers are a little wonky that's a little hard to predict right uh because you really have to rely on people to make shots most rebounds could be interesting warriors are favored in that one minus 140 celtics are plus 110 Kayvon Looney has shown that he's kind of a rebound monster, and that worries me if you're trying to bet the Celtics on that one. You like the plus money. But, I mean, you guys, if you're going to have, like, Al Horford, Robert Williams, even guys like Marcus Smart and Tatum are, are pretty good rebounders. Yeah. Honestly, with the with the juice, plus 110, it's, it's not the worst bet in the world. That's an interesting one just because, like, literally something you only see for the NBA Finals. You would never see that yes. for any other series. Um, I guess one worry would be I don't even know if it matters because they probably could replace him with someone else. But Robert Williams definitely doesn't look right from the meniscus tear he suffered late in the regular season. Mm -hmm. Came back a little bit earlier than we expected, I believe, 
sometime in that Nets series, which seems like a really long time ago. Came back before and Ben Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he certainly did. Uh, but he just didn't look right in that game time against Miami. Yes, I think you're he right. played 12 minutes, so he might not be effective, which could lead to maybe less rebounds just because he is one of their uh, post players. Yeah, so that's probably why Boston is the underdog. But if, if you're going to go right. with an underdog head-to-head bet, what I would recommend is probably to take the most three-pointers. Okay. Or to team to make, excuse me, most three-pointers, Boston Celtics at plus 105. Really? What's yes. your reasoning? Uh, my reasoning is – a, if you think the Warriors are going to be up and winning, mm-hmm. um, Boston's going to take a bunch of, bunch okay. of threes. Sure. I think they're going to be forced into a bunch of threes. Uh, also, you look at their stats, both on three-pointers attempted, three-pointers made, opponent three-pointers made, and opponent three-pointers attempted. They are pretty much neck and neck in terms of those numbers. It's like they're one, usually one away from each other in terms of ranking, sometimes two, at most three. The fact that it's that close – to me, and if I'm expecting Boston to be down as well, I like the plus money on the Celtics to make more three-pointers than the Warriors. And I think you're getting a little bit extra juice in the Warriors because it's the Warriors. People expect three-pointers. They That's know they're going to be raining down. Right. So you're definitely not going to get good value on the Warriors, even if you think the Warriors are going to do it. I would I would probably it, lean the Celtics. Is, is this game one that you have in our, our rundown, or is it yeah. for the full series? Uh, tomorrow. It's for, okay. it's for game one. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, if yeah. it was for the full series, I, I may go Warriors. But game right. one, okay. <laughs> game one, I kind of like the Celtics. I yeah. really do. They they shoot and make more threes on the road, not by a lot, but a little bit. They they, they like to take more threes on the road. I, it just seems to me that especially when teams play the Warriors too, and I have literally zero evidence to back this up because <laughs> I have not even looked into it. But I think. Teams like to try to keep up with the Warriors, and they're going to see him shoot a bunch. They're going to try to see him make a bunch. They're going to try to keep up. So I'm going to go with the Celtics, plus 105. Sounds good. I think we uh, love that, that prop. nicely, and we'll have some more NBA stuff throughout the next uh, two and a half weeks. So yeah. they really stretch these series out with every two days off between every game, except between three and four, where there's only one day off. Yeah, and a weird Friday night game for game four. Interesting that they picked yep. Friday. Let's do some golf. Let's do that golf, Nate. Yeah. Uh, because you uh, you were looking at the Memorial Tournament. You have some picks for that one um, that you really like. Yeah, those will be quick. So the Memorial starts on Thursday. So hopefully by the time you listen to this podcast, it's maybe still time to make a bet and maybe you can jump in live on a, a player that I recommend. But it's a really strong field this week. Almost feels like a major. It's a Jack Nicholas course in Dublin, Ohio, Mirfield Village. It was recently renovated. Uh, Jack is also the host of the event, so you'll see him around the course, I'm sure, on TV. I think one of the days on CBS he'll uh, join Jim Nance in the announcer booth and say some stuff, probably some – who knows what he's going to say. With (laughs) with some of the news in golf recently, he might say say some some (laughs) – have some controversial lines so be on the lookout for that but let's just talk about the betting targets uh Kyle Morikawa 22 to 1 won at this course two years ago uh it was the workday charity open which was a tournament played the week before the memorial but they kept it at the same course because of COVID he won that he lost in a playoff last year to Patrick Cantlay so like his course history I like that his numbers at 22 to 1 just because he hasn't had any good recent finishes other than at the Masters but I think there's a good buy low spot on Morikawa. Cameron Smith 22 to 1 horrible course history at Merrifield Village but he's a much improved player his ball striking was awesome at the PGA Championship just couldn't buy a putt hoping that putting 
uh, regression can occur this week and like him at this number. And then Hideki Matsuyama, a player I bet at the PGA Championship, never really got off the mat. Um, he's won this tournament before. He won another tournament in Ohio and Akron, the WGC Bridgetone, in 2017. He's been playing well, although he was battling an injury in the spring, but he did show up well at the Masters in the week before the PGA Championship. He's going to roll with Hideki after betting him unsuccessfully two weeks ago. And then I have some long shots. And actually, I'll send out the tweet of my pit bets because I haven't even bet him yet, but while we record this, tweeting out right now, going to tweet Live it tweet. out. Look at uh, that. Well, I'll read the other guys, the long shots: Brendan Steele, 125 to one; Kevin Streelman, 150 to one; Lucas Glover, 150 to one. Bet all of those with a top six each way. If you want at your book, you don't get each way betting or the the place position betting. Betting those guys to finish in the top five or the top ten is recommended. So, sending out the tweet now. Those are out there. <laughs> look at that. So the memorial tournament that's uh the recap if you want to look at my art read my article on watchstand.com you can do that and i give them a little bit more explanation for the bets let's go love it love to see the tweet in progress while it happens the yep. tweet behind the mind the mind behind the tweet uh finally before we go you have an nfl bet and we are months away from this game and we're gonna have a lot of nfl content for yeah. everyone out there we're very excited we're gonna have more shows more content guests everything that's gonna happen during the nfl season we're gonna have it but you saw a line and you saw a line for week one the new england patriots and you saw that and you jumped all over it well i didn't jump i wouldn't say i jumped all over it but it was a Skip number into it yeah so it was a number that jumped out to me and i posted on my personal sports betting tip TikTok. Look at that. I think it's Nate's uh, sports betting page if you want to search that. I've been doing a lot of NFL stuff actually the last few weeks. But right when the schedule came out, there was lines immediately. I think FanDuel was the first to post. And I bet – or I looked at all the lines, and something that jumped out to me was Patriots plus two and a half against the Dolphins, thinking, like, the Dolphins aren't clearly a better team than the Patriots. I know that they got Tyreek Hill, and there's just, like, kind of a lot of hype for them. I feel like this is a good spot to bet the Patriots as an underdog against a Miami team that I fully don't believe in, especially at their quarterback and Tua Tungavailoa. And then I saw those Patriots plus three. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. Maybe I can wait a little bit. It's still early in the summer. And then yesterday I saw BetMGM move that number, a tweet from BetMGM that they moved that number from plus three to two and a half. I made sure that there was two th- plus threes still out there. There is. I'm not going to name that sports book. So if you want, DM me and I'll let you know where you could bet the Patriots plus three. Slide in. But it's basically a number that jumped out to me right when the schedule was released, like immediately where I just kind of had my instant reaction. And I just wanted to get ahead of it. And I think that this line is going to close closer to a pick or at least Dolphins a small favorite. But Patriots plus three is definitely going away. And if a major sports book in the U.S. already tweeted that, the Patriots have moved from plus three to two and a half on May 31st. I wanted to make sure to get the best of it as we're about uh, probably 100 days until the NFL season. But Patriots plus three is a bet for me, um, and that number's still available. So make sure to get on that before it moves. You know, I couldn't let you just get the only NFL bet for today. <laughs> and I'm I'm not saying I have bet this yet, but it's it's looking a little tasty to me, and that's the Las Vegas Raiders. Plus four. On the road, L.A. Chargers. We may we may see Devontae Adams go off. We don't know. It's possible. The Raiders could be the revamped Raiders that we saw from last year. They could just be improving on that one. Team's excited. 
Carr is going to be playing with his buddy. That looks like a really good offense too. You know, you got Waller and you've got Adams and and Carr's looking really good, as good as he has been. I'll take him plus four on the road. And I, I think the most important factor in the game is the game is going to be played at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. Who's going to have the home crowd? Yeah, the Raiders because they always do. There's a team that used to play in Los Angeles. Whenever they go to California, they always get a lot of fan support. So it's going to feel like a road game for the Chargers and their home opener. And I don't think that there's um, home field, I guess. or I think there's Chargers getting some credit for home field being favored by four when they should probably be getting either no credit or the Raiders should be getting, like, a point for home yeah. field advantage, which sounds crazy. So maybe that is built in and that the, the Chargers are much better than the Raiders. Um, really interesting division with all four of those teams. Yeah. Where, like, the Raiders are the longest shot to win the division, but – their win total is eight and a half uh, so we'll definitely get into more stuff like that and I guess the other game I'll mention that interests me Ooh, um, I'm not gonna bet it yet because I don't think the number is it's not the number is not where I want it and I think there's a chance it can get there but I wrote about or I commented on my own TikTok about like how the Patriots jump out to me right away and then also the New York Giants, if they get to plus seven, they're yeah. going to the Tennessee Titans. I think the Titans are going to kind of take a step back and just be a team that, in that big favorite role, they're going to have trouble covering spreads. And the Giants just have to be improved with new coach Brian Dable. Daniel Jones now healthy after being not healthy for most of the end of last season and the Giants' offense being absolutely inept. So I think the Giants can get plus seven on the road against the Tennessee Titans is one that I'm going to be w- looking out for. And if if it pops up and I have access to it, I might bet, bet it like I did the Patriots the other Love day. It. We, we, we're already talking NFL. It's June 1st. We're, we're into the summer. It's NFL time, always and forever. That'll do it for us, though. Today we'll be back. Uh, again, we'll be doing stuff. Yep. We'll be posting videos on Stadium Bets. We'll be posting TikToks for the NBA Finals. We're going to have you completely covered betting the NBA Finals. Once the Stanley Cup comes around, we may have to have Alexis back on. Absolutely. Give us some picks. Um, but for now, we'll be back next week talking to everyone. Keep track of your NBA Finals bets, and good luck. Good luck.